Have you ever wondered why some people remain stuck in relationships or situations that are clearly destructive, or why they continue to defend or even protect those who are causing them harm? This behavior is often a sign of something that's called trauma bonding. But what exactly is trauma bonding? Why is it so hard for victims to break free from these toxic cycles? These questions can seem daunting, but understanding the answers is crucial for anyone who is entangled in such a situation or who wants to support someone who is. That's why today we're diving deep into the mechanics of trauma bonding, what it is, and most importantly, what it is not. And to help illustrate this concept in a safe and relatable way, we'll be turning to an unexpected source, the world of WWE. Yes, you heard that right, professional wrestling. Now, you might be thinking, what does professional wrestling have to do with serious psychological concepts? Well, stay tuned, and I promise you'll be surprised by the connections that we can draw and the insights that we can gain as we examine the storyline of the bloodline focusing on the complex relationship between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. The dynamics between these characters provide us a compelling, albeit fictional illustration of trauma bonding. And who am I? My name is Dr. Salman Aziz Mirza. I am a triple board certified psychiatrist in adult psychiatry, child and adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine, and have been a lifelong professional wrestling fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> If you're enjoying what you're seeing, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel, where I make sure to break down potentially hard to understand concepts for everyone to understand, because these things, well, you know, they help me out too. I've been thinking about doing a video on trauma bonding for a little bit, but when I sat down to watch Night of Champions the other night, I saw this playing out in front of me and I said, this is the way of how we're going to tell this story. First, let's tackle the definition. Trauma bonding, a term coined by Patrick Carnes, a specialist in addiction therapy, refers to dysfunctional attachments that occur in the presence of danger, shame, or exploitation. In these bonds, victims often feel attached to and dependent on their abusers. These bonds are often characterized by a unique dynamic, one that can be bewildering to those on the outside looking in. It's commonly behind that all too often asked question by people not in the situation, why don't they just leave? Moving on, we need to explore the psychology that underpins trauma bonding. To do this, we'll need to touch on two key concepts, attachment theory and our innate need for social connections. Attachment theory, a cornerstone of developmental psychology, suggests that our early relationships with our primary caregivers shape our expectations for all future relationships. If these early relationships are insecure or unstable, it can predispose an individual to form trauma bonds later in life. Moreover, as social creatures, humans have an inherent need for connection and belonging. This need can sometimes lead us into unhealthy relationships, especially when we're vulnerable. This brings us to our third point, the relationship between trauma bonding and unhealthy or abusive relationships. A trauma bond is by definition a product of an unhealthy or abusive relationship. In these relationships, victims often find themselves stuck in a cycle of abuse, or periods of positive reinforcement or love bombing are followed by episodes of intense criticism, manipulation, and harm. Imagine a bond, a connection, formed not out of shared interest or mutual respect, but in response to trauma. This bond is not one of equal partners, but rather it's a bond formed under duress, one that thrives in the presence of danger and exploitation. Victims of trauma bonding often feel attached to and dependent on their abusers. This can make it incredibly difficult for them to break away, even when they're aware on some level that the relationship is harmful. But remember, understanding trauma bonding is not about blaming the victim. 
quite the opposite. Our goal here is to shed light on this often misunderstood phenomenon to provide insight that may help victims and those who care about them navigate these complex and difficult situations. Now let's switch gears a bit and set the stage for our, our real life illustration of trauma bonding. Let's talk about the bloodline. This is years of storylines, so we'll try to keep it as succinct as possible for the purposes of this video. Central to our discussion are three main characters, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and Jimmy Uso. Jimmy and Jay are real life twin brothers and are real life cousins with Roman Reigns. Actually, they're nephews, but you know, cousins for this for the storyline. The descent from Samoan wrestling royalty, going back generations with famous family members including Afa, Sika, Yokozuna, Umaga, Rikishi, and of course, The Rock. Secondary characters are Solo Sokoa, Jimmy and Jay's actual real-life younger brother, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, with Sami initially infiltrating the bloodline and, and Kevin being an ever-present thorn in their sides. Roman Reigns, known as the Tribal Chief, is the leader of the bloodline. He's a dominant figure, often displaying control and authority over his cousins, the Usos. He recently passed 1,000 days as champion in WWE, far and away the longest reign in the modern WWE era. This started after he shockingly came back at SummerSlam 2020, after a nearly six-month hiatus during the height of the COVID pandemic due to his status as a leukemia survivor. For years, he was positioned as the good guy face of the company, but he returned as the bad guy, a heel, aligning himself with Paul Heyman, the typically villainous manager. The Universal Championship was his. Jey Uso has a complex relationship with Roman. He initially resisted Roman's control, but eventually he fell in line and is often seen struggling with his loyalty to his brother and his obedience to Roman. Roman was officially cemented as the dominant tyrant at the event Clash of Champions 2020, where he faced Jay and beat him down until an injured Jimmy had to throw in the white towel to protect his brother. And then at Hell in a Cell a month later, where Roman and Jay again met in a match with the stipulation that if Jay lost, he would have to pledge his loyalty to Roman. And Jay was forced to say, I quit, after Roman started to savagely attack the still injured Jimmy. The following months played out, with Jimmy returning from injury and reluctantly rejoining his brother Jay, who was serving as Roman's lackey, and eventually pledging his loyalty to Roman to become, officially, the bloodline. Shortly after joining, Jimmy and Jay became SmackDown Tag Team Champions, one of the TV shows. Roman's reign continued with him becoming the undisputed heavyweight champion after defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, so now holding both major singles championships. The Usos later won the Raw Tag Team Championships, themselves now becoming double champions as well. Whew, a bit of background, but let's start connecting these dots and establishing that trauma bond. Let's delve deeper into the first stage of trauma bonding as it manifests in the Bloodline storyline, the stage of love bombing. In the context of the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, exudes an aura of power and prestige. As the undisputed heavyweight champion, his status is unquestionable. He is the big dog, the alpha. But this isn't just about his personal achievements. Roman uses his status to draw in Jay and Jimmy, his cousins, and establish a deep bond of trust and allegiance. But this isn't about simple admiration or family ties. This is about the deliberate strategic use of power and prestige to establish control. Roman isn't merely the tribal chief because he's a successful wrestler. He's the tribal chief because he has positioned himself as a protector, a provider, a figure of strength that the Usos can depend on. Their championship opportunities, the chance to become double champions like him, being the main event of major shows instead of somewhere lower on the card, 
Those are all directly tied to being on his island of relevancy. By doing this, Roman is effectively love-bombing the Usos. He's overwhelming them with grand gestures, not of love, but of power. He's showing them that he can provide them with success, with stability, with a place in the wrestling world that they would not be able to achieve on their own. And just like in an abusive relationship, these grand gestures are not about genuine love or concern. They're about control. They're about establishing a dynamic where Roman is the one with power, and the Usos are the ones who are dependent on him. So in the context of the Bloodline storyline, the love-bombing stage of trauma bonding is not about flowers and sweet words. It's about power, prestige, and control. It's about making the Usos feel like they need Roman, like they are dependent on him. And that is the first step towards establishing a trauma bond. Now, let's move on to the second stage of trauma bonding, gaining trust. In this storyline, we see Roman Reigns portraying himself as a protector of his family, the person who will uplift them to new heights. He promises them that as long as they stay loyal to him, they will share in his success. Here, Roman is playing on the idea of family loyalty, of shared success. He's creating a narrative where he is the reliable one, the one who will always be there for them. This is the stage of gaining trust in the trauma bonding process. But it's again important to note that this trust is built on a foundation of control and dependency. Roman isn't just offering them a chance to success, he's making them believe that they need him to achieve that success. And he delivers on those promises. They start to see him as their protector, their pathway to success. This is exactly what the gaining trust stage of trauma bonding looks like. The abuser, in this case Roman, is working to make the victims, here the Usos, believe that he is reliable, that he is trustworthy. But underneath all these promises of protection and upliftment, the power dynamic remains the same. Roman is still the one in control, and the Usos are still the ones who are dependent on him. And so the trauma bond deepens. Third stage of trauma bonding, criticism, is up next. In this stage, the abuser starts to criticize the victim, often blaming them for failures or shortcomings. The aim here is to make the victims doubt themselves, to make them believe that they are not good enough or that, that they are at fault. As alluded to a little bit earlier, Sami Zayn had initially jokingly joined the bloodline, but over time proved his loyalty to the bloodline and had become an honorary Us, or brother during this time. Jay was the one who was the most skeptical of Sami's motivations until he won him over at Survivor Series when he was able to help them defeat a team, including Kevin Owens, someone that Sami had had a long-standing relationship with for over 20 years. This led to Jay then becoming Sami's biggest supporter within the bloodline, despite other members' suspicions and mistrust. This, however, came to a breaking point at Royal Rumble 2023 when Sami, whose loyalty was again being questioned, accompanied Roman Reigns to his match with Kevin Owens to headline the event. After Roman defeated Kevin and there was a post-match beatdown, as usual, by the bloodline on the handcuffed Kevin Owens, Sami refused to participate and ultimately turned on the bloodline, leading to him getting beaten and kicked out. This led to a storyline where Sami and Kevin faced the Usos for the Tag Team Championships at Night 1 of WrestleMania, where the Usos were defeated, losing their titles. During this time, Solo had been introduced, and his interference the following night on WrestleMania Night 2 directly led to Roman Reigns defeating Cody Rhodes to retain his championships, with him now being the only member with titles. Coming out of that night, Roman Reigns started blaming Jey Uso for their failures, including initially fully trusting Sami Zayn and letting him into the bloodline. Despite the fact that their losses and Sami's membership in the bloodline are not solely on Jay, 
Roman criticizes him, blames him. He's trying to make Jay believe that he is the weak link, that he is the reason they are not succeeding. The result of the criticism is clear on Jay's face. He starts to believe that he is a problem, that he is not good enough. This is exactly what the criticism stage of trauma bonding aims to do. By blaming Jay for their failures, Roman is making him doubt his own abilities, making him believe that he is at fault, that it is his fault that the family is struggling. But remember, this is all part of the power dynamic. By criticizing Jay, Roman is keeping him under his control, making him feel like he needs Roman to succeed. And so, the bond continues to grow, the control continues to tighten. The fourth stage of trauma bonding is manipulation. This is where the abuser starts to manipulate the victim, to control their perceptions and convince them that the abuse that they are suffering is normal or even deserved. Roman Reigns has been manipulating Jey Uso during the entire storyline. He uses their familial bonds and the prestige of the family to justify his actions to convince Jay that what he is doing is for the good of their family. He makes it seem like Jay is imagining the abuse or even that he deserves it for his failures. He's clearly conflicted, but he's also starting to believe Roman's words. He's starting to think that maybe Roman is right, that maybe this is what's best for their family. And this is the power of manipulation. Roman knows exactly what he's doing. He's manipulating Jay gaslighting him, making him believe that he's imagining the abuse. And it's working. This is a classic sign in trauma bonding. The victim starts to believe the abuser's word, starts to think that the abuse is normal. It's a powerful and destructive tool, one that Roman Reigns uses to maintain his control over Jey Uso. This leads us to Roman then stating that he and Solo will now team up to take back their titles from Sammy and Kevin, that Jay and Jimmy do not even deserve the opportunity. The final stage of trauma bonding is resignation. This is the point where the victim, after enduring repeated cycles of abuse, resigns themselves to the situation. They acquiesce to the abuser's demands, often as a survival mechanism. Despite the emotional turmoil, Jey Uso remains loyal to Roman Reigns. He stands by his side, follows his orders, and continues to be a part of the bloodline. He accepts that he will not be getting the match. This leads us to Night of Champions in May 2023 from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. During the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match, the main event between the team of Sammy and Kevin and the team of Roman and Solo, there was a dramatic sequence of events. The Usos, Jay and Jimmy, hit the ringside area to attack Kevin and Sammy, to seemingly protect Roman and Solo. However, in a shocking twist, the brothers accidentally booted their own brother, Solo Sokoa. Roman, witnessing this, was livid and began shouting at the Usos and shoving them. Jimmy, in retaliation, super kicked Roman twice and pleaded with Jay to stand with him rather than with Roman. Jay was frozen in shock, unable to move or act. This led to Roman and Solo losing their tag team title match. Looking at Jay's body language when frozen, with Jimmy leading him away from Roman and telling him to stop looking back, Jay at one point even calls out Roman by his real name, Joe. He's resigned, he's accepted his place, accepted the abuse as a part of his reality. This is a clear sign of trauma bonding. Despite the pain and the hurt, he stays. He stays because he feels like he has no other choice. He's given up fighting, given up resisting. He's accepted his place in the bloodline, accepted Roman's control over him, struggling even with his twin brother, trying to pull him away. From a trauma bonding perspective, this event is quite significant. It represents a moment of distress, a crucial stage in the cycle of trauma bonding, where the victim experiences severe psychological distress as a result of the abuse. 
Jimmy and Jay, having been manipulated and criticized by Roman for such a long time, finally reached a point of distress. This was manifest in their emotional turmoil and the subsequent aggression from Jimmy towards their tribal chief, Roman, the common fight reaction we see in trauma, and conversely, the freeze reaction displayed by Jay. This is the tragedy of trauma bonding. The victim feels trapped, feels like they have no other choice but to stay with the abuser. And in Jay Uso's case, it's clear that he feels trapped in the bloodline, trapped by Roman Reigns, while Jimmy has apparently broken free. As we've seen, the dynamics within the bloodline story closely resemble the stages of trauma bonding. From the initial love bombing stages, where Roman Reigns established himself as a tribal chief with grand displays of power and prestige, to the gaining trust stage, getting championship opportunities and titles, criticism, manipulation, and resignation stages, we've seen Jay caught in this complex and painful cycle. The Night of Champions event was a key moment in this narrative, offering a stark illustration of the ongoing cycle of abuse and positive reinforcement within the bloodline. Looking ahead, one concept in trauma bonding that we didn't delve into is repetition, the cyclical nature of the abuse where the abuser shows remorse, makes promises to change, or behaves nicely for a period of time before the cycle of abuse begins again. Based on this, we might anticipate further cycles of reconciliation and conflict within the bloodline. Roman Reigns may try to win back the Uso's loyalty with promises of change or periods of kindness, only for the cycle of abuse to eventually resume. And we, the audience, will get sucked in and implore Jay to follow his brother Jimmy out. But that's just one possibility. I'd love to hear what you have to think. How do you see the bloodline story developing? Well, I hope that you learned a little bit about what trauma bonds are and enjoyed this example of how they can be portrayed in the media. And always remember, if you're seeing some of these signs or symptoms within yourself or loved ones, help is out there. Support either through family or members or friends or other professional organizations is there and it should be available. Stay safe. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe for more. We'll see you next time.